Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hello, healthy gardeners. Today's episode number 52 on our journey of seeking gardening truth and soil and personal health leads us to an interesting juxtaposition in the 21st century of the third millennium on this planet. Gardening is a tale of two cities. It has been that way for over 100 years now. Two completely opposite worlds occupy the same space. They scratch and claw against each other every single day. So what does gardening, a tale of two cities, actually mean? To create the comparison between gardening and Paris, just prior to the French Revolution, which is when Dickens' novel, A Tale of Two Cities, was set, we need to take a look into the Wayback Machine from Rocky and Bowwinkle. If you haven't seen the original show starring Rocket J. Squirrel and Bowwinkle the Moose, it's an awesome show. I don't care that it's old. It's not Greek mythology. It's a great show, especially Sherman and Peabody's segment called Peabody's Improbable History. It is totally worth the price of a Google search. So Mr. Peabody is a bow tying wearing beagle. He goes on these adventures with his adopted pet boy, Sherman. The adventures begin when Sherman and Peabody step through a door of the Wayback Machine, which Peabody invented. How? He's a genius, a polymath, which means that he is someone, now he's something that has a lot of knowledge. How's that for a piece of vocabulary, kids? So anyway, they go on these trips in the Wayback Machine, and they visit places like London in 1867 with the ninth Marcus of Queensberry. He's the guy... Scottish, by the way, that invented the modern rules for boxing, which is, I like boxing, so it's cool. So what happens is Peabody will ask Sherman to set the Wayback Machine. In one episode, this actually happened. He said, Sherman, set the Wayback Machine for Paris, France, 1787. And they ended up going back to see Marie Antoinette, who just happens to be the king's wife. What king? not Elvis, King Louis XVI, to be exact. So King Louis thought he had going on. But oftentimes the ruling party just doesn't see the whole picture. They get blinded by power, greed, ego. It happens. So Louis, 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 you're gonna cry. So Louis didn't know really what was happening, because he ruled under the Ancien Regime, or the old regime, the ancient rule. This was the political and social rule of France from 1500, the Middle Ages, just to the point of the French Revolution. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So the old rule ran a three-tiered estate system, which was, I think, much more like the system that we run today. I don't think a lot of people know it, but If you agree with me at the end of this show, now you know. So, atop the system, it was based on birth, and that was the clergy of the day. They got to have these 
jobs where they ran the church, didn't pay taxes, and had a powerful position in the government. Then you have the second tier, the, the 2%, were the people who didn't pay any taxes and helped run the government and worked for the government. Then it's kind of like the 1% of today. So it's these like super rich people with all this power who don't pay any taxes. And then they live on the backs of the third tier, the third estate. And that's you and me. And in that day, it was the peasants and the educated bourgeois middle class. So what happened is those guys did all the work, paid all the taxes, and had to endure all the mismanagement by the government and then went through food shortages and all kinds of things. So they were at a point, a boiling over point. They'd watched the American Revolution happen and saw that and saw the colonists had beaten King George and his army and took America as their own province. And so the French, the citizenry, had had enough. So this is where gardening, a tale of two cities, ties in. So we have an estate system that allows the henchmen for the chemical world, big chem, big ag, and big science, to run their aristocratic, upper-class, global corporate edicts of today to help them lord over the third estate, which is us, the peasants and the middle-class bourgeois, by poisoning our gardens, our farms, our food, and the products we buy. It makes us all sick. And then it destroys any connection, I believe, that we have with nature. Steiner talked about this in the 1920s, Rudolf Steiner. He knew that man needed a connection spiritually and health-wise in his body to run at an optimal level. So our tale of two cities is the organic and natural gardeners and farmers of the world up against the titans of chemistry who are like the 18th century leaders of France right before the French, Revol the French Revolution. And these titans, they control our food, our environment, our government, and our medicine. I believe that we are at a precipice, just as the Parisians were in 1789. I believe that the revolution, the real organic revolution, is at hand. And all of us, all the third estate, we have to wake up and take back our gardens, our soil, and our health. It's not going to be a violent revolution, but one that's of the mind and of principle and of truth. How and why we must revolt next. Hey there, healthy gardeners. Are you looking for good, real, organic, farm-made compost and soils? Then check these two websites out for a chance to find the best and the second best soil companies in the entire U.S. For numero uno, type in malibucompost.com. 
for the best compost, potting soil, seed starter, and compost tea extractions by far. Or, for a little less dinero, but still really quality stuff, tap in number2organics.com for really good, real organic topsoil, compost, and potting soil that is definitely a wave worth catching while you're out surfing the internet. In Dickens' brilliant novel, he points out that the atrocities of violence are committed by both the aristocracy and the peasant class. The point in my discussion is that the violence is all one-sided. The chemical aristocracy has been systematically destroying the environment, the soil, the land, the animals, and us, the humans, for over a century now, and they must be stopped. The only violence that the peasants have perpetuated is violence against ourselves. We're the ones who fund these fools. We buy their stuff by the hundreds of billions of dollars every year and then wonder, why? Why is there so much cancer, so much deforestation, so many animals going extinct on this planet? Why do we do ourselves so much harm I thought we were an intelligent species. I guess a big part of that is what we were talking about in episode number 50. There's scary stuff in the garden. The only conclusion that I could surmise after doing that episode was that we are so bombarded with advertising and messaging from the experts who are bought and paid for by the chems and the advertising dollars spent by Big Chem and all these subsidiary lawn and garden cutesy companies that most gardeners and farmers, for that matter, have no idea what the heck good, clean, healthy, real organic gardening or farming is. Well, now you do. And I am not going to stop pounding home this point until we all sit up and take notice. I don't want to live in a world that I can't breathe in or safely drink the water. My brother Tim is fighting that fight in Florida right now with his nonprofit group March Against Mosaic. The Mosaic Company is a Fortune 500 fertilizer company out of Tampa, Florida that mines phosphate, potash, and collects urea for fertilizer through various distribution networks. It's interesting. When you take a two-second dive into Mosaic to see what you come up with. First off, the company is owned mostly by institutional investors, the largest shareholder being the Vanguard Group. Do you guys know who the Vanguard Group is? They are a registered investment advisor, registered through the SEC as an investment advisor that gives advice about securities, which are stocks. 
So Vanguard controls just under $8 trillion in global assets. You think that the gardening world isn't a global business? Think again. They are the second biggest provider of ETFs, exchange-traded funds, which are products, in quotes, traded on the stock exchanges. And they fall just behind BlackRock, who controls global assets somewhere near $8.5 trillion. Just so you know the whole rest of the picture, the third player here is State Street in Boston. They control about $4 trillion worth of assets under management. So let's add that up. That's $20 trillion. $20 trillion bucks between these three. Here's the scary thing. Also, State Street in Boston, they also are the largest custodian bank in the U.S., and they have custody and administration of over $43 trillion of assets. So to put that into some kind of perspective for everyone, our federal debt in the United States is somewhere around $32 trillion. Our economy is only worth around $27 trillion, which is why today we're hearing all this talk about the deficit. It's huge. So why do I think this financial data is important on a gardening podcast? Because this data is what is controlling the marketplace of your favorite hobby or leisure time activity. Or if you're a farmer, it's controlling your existence. If you pop onto the Mosaic site and take a look at crop nutrition, you'll see right at the top of the page, outperforming commodity fertilizers for 15 years and counting. It also states under that claim, this is not biased perspective. It's field tested, repeatable, accepted scientific fact. I love scientific fact. It always changes. Goalpost always moves. Then just below that under the photo of a farm woman and a farmer and maybe a crop advisor reads better balance means better profits. Oh, I thought we were talking about nutrition. Oh, it gets to that next. Get the right ratio of nutrients at the right time in the right place. And this is me now. Get some cash. Right after that, it says never settle, never compromise. I'd like us to use that as our battle cry. After that, they go through a list of fabulous products that I think everybody should actually take a peek at. I think it'd be a real, real eye opener. So why is this good for the world? Why is Vanguard so heavily invested in a company with such a horrible environmental track record? Drum roll, please. Money. The argument for all of this chemical agricultural war being waged against us is that the UN claims that the global population will reach 7 to 9 billion people by 2050. So these companies, like Mosaic, all look at that growth as a cash crop. They see themselves only through their lens and consider themselves as the nutritional savior of the planet. Hallelujah! They supply crop nutrients and animal feed ingredients to over 40 countries around the world. They mine phosphate rock in Florida, 
potash in Saskatchewan, Ontario, and Canada, and New Mexico. They have production, blending, and distribution operations in Brazil, China, India, and Paraguay. And also a strategic equity investment in a phosphate rock mine over the Bayavar region of Peru. And lastly, these guys have a joint venture to develop a phosphate mine and chemical complex in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So after hearing all of this, do any of you think that you are not part of a much larger game? One where we are peasantry who goes to work, break our backs, pay the taxes, and pay the bills that support the chemical elite who are at the godhead of the modern Ancien regime. And that started 100 years ago with the invention of chemical fertilization. You've heard me say it before, okay? That's when it started. It was the same argument then as it is now. The world needs food, and the only way we can feed a growing world is through the use of the modern miracle of ag chemicals. Do you see how this plays into your backyard? All of the items I listed earlier, phosphate, potassium, and urea, all make it into your garden if you aren't gardening 100%, and I mean 100% real organic. I know that for years now, I've been preaching the awakening of why we need to garden and how to grow organic, how to transition to organic, and the pitfalls of greenwashing, the marketing of the phonies, and the liars who sell faux organic crap that is just big chem-laced products in an organic package. And more recently, I've been preaching the real, the need to shuck it all and to go 100% real organic. The poisons are everywhere, in our food, our soil, our bodies, the animals, everywhere. The poisons of the industry, big ag, and lawn and garden, and their think-speak, their Orwellian thought, education, advertising, marketing, is everywhere. Their mind control has not only gotten all over the internet, but how many dollars do you think senators and representatives get every year from companies like this? But for gardeners, the lawn and garden companies are everywhere. They're at the garden shows we attend. They donate stuff to the master gardener groups that we get certified as educators through. They're at the garden clubs we attend the gardening books we buy from alleged gardening experts who never, ever mention any of the stuff I'm telling you. It's time to wake up, gang. The writing's on the wall. Unless you change the rules of engagement and make a stand, this world, this environment, your garden is over. The poisoning of the planet Earth has one end game, and unfortunately for you and me, the chemical meritocracy doesn't care. They don't have a heart. They will kill you to win this game of greed, power, and bad science. As Monsignor callously tells the working class Parisians in A Tale of Two Cities, I would ride over any of you very willingly and exterminate you from the earth. I hope that you can see that we are coexisting with an evil and corrosive thread in the garden. It is time for us to pick up our trowels, our shovels, our gloves and gardening hats, and revolt against the cruel and uncaring aristocracy of farming and gardening 
with our hearts, our minds, our community, and with the dagger that could ultimately destroy their, our enemy, your wallet. The cliche, a vote with your wallet, could never be more appropriate. Stop buying stuff from these bullies. Tell your nursery to quit carrying any chemical product or faux organic fertilizer, pesticide, or soil product that has a big chem or big ag byproduct in it. Sacrifice in any revolution is real. Dickens used that as another theme in his book. The only way that a new France could emerge was if the people were willing to sacrifice their personal ties and loyalties. The same is true with the real organic revolution. You must be willing to part ways with your oppressor or you will live under the foot of that oppressor that controls the minds, business practices, crop production, government, product offerings, and industries that permeate our love of gardening and growing healthy and nutritious food. Our sustenance is at stake. Please understand that money, power, Greed and I believe some crazy, bizarre, dark mindset that I can't even comprehend is running the gardening world that you and I love. Let's boot them out. Give them the axe. Show them who's boss. Please don't be afraid, friends. That's not the point here. It's for you, for your neighbor, your garden club, to wake up and really smell the roses. The tomatoes, the orange blossoms, maybe for the first time ever in our modern lives. I hold Haggard in my hands, but not desperation, not romance, and a key crumbling future. All forgotten, all collapsed, all contorted in this dance. I've nothing of the chance. Hi, healthy gardeners. Have you noticed that the fruits being sold at the market aren't what they used to be? Not only are the pickings poor and small, but by the time they reach the store, citrus are already rotted. My guess is that after a hundred years of using chemicals, pesticides, and herbicides, that is the result now that most of the biology in the soil is extremely depleted. I'm not only talking about the conventional method of farming, I'm also referring to organic. What they're allowing to be labeled organic has been killing the life in the soil. We need to grow our own fruit trees and veggies and microgreens at home now. However much we can, this is a good thing, as Martha Stewart used to say. Together we could make lemonade out of lemons.
there are certain things that we can change and other things that we are just not going to be able to change when it comes to the depots of the world. Like plants, for example. They just don't have nursery stock available that is really organic. Even the alleged organic veggie starts, and that's in quotes, aren't really organic. So I, like many of you, buy plant stock, especially landscape plants, wherever I can get good stock. Most of the stuff comes in the same old, same old Cornell light peat style mix that is pretty much all peat, some medium grade perlite, and some sort of granular fertilizer. Let's be realistic here. No nurseryman or nursery woman or nursery person is going to grow their plants in anything but the cheapest mix possible. Soilless mixes are still the standard and they have been since the 1970s. That's fine with me because when I get a plant that we're going to plant at home or on the job sites that we consult on, we take off as much of that soil, sometimes up to 60% of the peat. As we're getting ready to plant the plant, we want to get to the root structure so that we can plant it in the living soil mixes that we use to plant in. I'm glad they don't give us soil-based mixes most of the time because the nursery stock that comes in the soil mixes that actually has what they call soil in it are horrible. And most commercial nurseries just don't even bother anymore. Remember when I said in the last segment about getting away from the poisons of Big Chem? Well, that goes for soil, too. Where do you think the animal component or plant waste, the green waste component of all these soils come from? From conventional ag manure compost or waste management style green waste compost, both of which are fuller toxins. Poisons don't compost out and are in the soil from the chemical and synthetic compounds and GMO feeds that are laced with pesticides and herbicide and municipal green waste that is filled with garden pesticides, garden herbicides, and garden fungicides from home and landscape trash pickup all around the Western world. So, when I don't have to deal with that and I only have to deal with the peat and nursery stock, I'm happy. Do you know what I do with the peat soil as well as any nursery soil that comes as an unwanted free gift when we buy our plants at the nursery? I throw it into my green bin so that it can go back to its toxic family for a big chem, big trash family reunion. (laughs) Here is my question for all you healthy gardeners out there. Why do gardeners still buy all of this garbage in a bag at the nursery? Why don't you demand more? Demand better. That is where you can also show some sacrifice. Have some courage. Have the guts to walk in to the buyer or store manager at your local nursery and say, You know what? I've had it. If you guys don't stop selling bags with tortured animal manures in them, then, and that means chicken manure in this day and age, then I am never going to shop at your nursery ever again. That would send a message, a very clear battle cry for all of us peasants of the third estate, that we are going to stand up and fight 
the warlords of Big Chem who control what your nursery is sourcing and buying. Isn't it time in the day of the internet universe for our favorite nurseries to dig a little deeper and dive into some research? Like, what the heck is in those pallet bowls and truckloads of garbage that we're pawning off as good premium garden soil or organic potting soil to people? And isn't it also time for the consumer, the peasants, and the educated bourgeois to search where the heck their favorite soil is coming from? By the way, why is your favorite soil your favorite soil? Quit being a creature of habit and buying the stuff that you have no idea whether it's good for you, your garden, or not. I can tell you, as an industry insider, most of what you're buying is not healthy, not good, and not worth whatever you are paying for it. You want to start a revolution? Make these nurseries and manufacturers do the right thing. Make the manufacturers of the lawn and garden products, and I put that in quotes, when it comes to soil, fertilizers, pesticides, and herbicides, become accountable. That will hit them where it hurts, the bottom line. That is where and when big money, Vanguard, and the rest of the robber barons might quit buying stock from the suppliers of mining products that are contaminating the planet that you happen to live on. Even most of the nutrient companies and biological inoculants, organic or not, on the market are garbage. Many of them. Even the ones that you think are super groovy because of their cool, phony Beatlemania message of sustainability or new, ultra-slick, bogus, modern, regenerative, it's all a crock. Didn't you ever hear the clash saying, kids? London calling, now don't look to us. Phony Beatlemania has bitten the dust. London calling, see, we ain't got no swing except for the ring of that truncheon thing. You know what a truncheon is? It's a short stick carried as a weapon by a police officer. It blows my mind that the garden and farming world are in a Stockholm Syndrome-esque days when it comes to what people are willing to use as fertilizer or soil in their gardens or even eat as food. It makes me so uncomfortable when I'm at the nursery or the depot and I see people loading their trunks up with toxic garbage. It's all junk. Even most of the organic stuff is junk. So fight back with knowledge and money against the, the misinformation and mislabeling. You want to win the war? I do. You want to fight a French Revolution without bloodshed? Well, our side is already paying with blood from all of the environmental sickness and disease that we get from the big chem companies and their subservient garden and farm product manufacturers. So, here is how you fight back, everyone. You compost at home. By controlling the inputs in your garden, you need to buy None of the fertilizer, pesticide, or herbicide from King Louis XVI. That would be big chem, big ag, big money, and big science in my analogy. 
you can start drawing up some realistic battle lines. Next, grow food at home or in your community garden. Plus, you can share this podcast with every gardener, every human being that you come into contact with. This is not just about gardening. It's about food, health, environmentalism, well-being. You can do the same thing at the supermarket. I do this all the time. I ask the produce guy all sorts of annoying questions like, hey, where these organic radishes come from? Do you know how they were grown? Is it a local farm? But we're going to dive into big food a little bit deeper in a podcast soon. But my point here is this. This is not a gardening podcast. It's a healthy garden lifestyle podcast. We're here trying to save our necks and your necks with real-time information and truth. That's what this podcast is. If you have questions about what to do or how to fight, then email Norma or I at Norma at thehealthygardenlifestyle.com or me, Randy, at thehealthygardenlifestyle.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Healthy Garden Lifestyle. Build the community of revolutionaries with us. We cannot change the world alone. We need numbers. In this tale, we aren't intending on chopping anybody's heads off like they did at the French Revolution or burning the city down. This is a revolt of ideology. It's time for us all to grow real organic. Farms can do it. You can do it in the garden. We do it at home and on several farms that we work with. So the argument as to the population being out of control and therefore the need for more synthetic fertilizer to feed the growing world just isn't true. And if that's the case, then that also means that we don't need any of the stuff to grow our beloved gardens. We can stop the division, the misinformation, and the people behind the misinformation and propaganda who keep us locked in jail, locked in our own countries, and locked on this planet where it's gardening, a tale of two cities. That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening.